Hi, everyone. If you want to get lit with us. Nah. <laughs> then the next book that we're going to be reading, because we have a guest and they wanted to read this book, uh, is The Vanishings from the Left Behind series by Jerry B. Jenkins and Tim LaHaye. So nah. put that in your eyes and ears, however you want to do it. Um as always, support your local bookstores uh, and libraries. Maybe not for this one, but depending on how you feel about that, <laughs> with, the, with, with the whole paying money part of it. But uh, as always, if you want to support this podcast, uh, you know, talking, telling a friend about it and having them listen is always the best way. Um, if you want to do the technical stuff, like, subscribe, review, all that shit, you can interact with us at littlelitpod at gmail.com if you want to send in suggestions or just comments. Or... Uh, if it still exists after the time of this recording, uh, you can find us on Twitter at pod underscore lit. So, yeah, by all means, get at us. I'm not going to say woo. Thank you. Fuck, I already messed it up. Wow, you actually sound like you have a podcast voice. I don't know if I should fight you or thank you. I'm really happy. I'm also I'm drunk. It's your birthday, so, I mean, depending on when you hear this, it's either later or it's even after the time we're recording, but whatever, it's your birthday. Andy, it's happening. I'm in my final year of my 20s. I mean... Isn't that when you die? Like, you just, like, disintegrate after, right? Yes, exactly. It's like when Thanos snaps his fingers and your life is over. Yeah, pretty Am much. Am I Thanos? Oh, good God, no. Imagine if I was Thanos. I would fear for my fucking life if you were Thanos. No, come on. <laughs> I feel like I'm actually, I would actually be a pretty good Thanos. You'd be a really good destroyer of half the universe's population. I don't think that I would do that. I wouldn't choose to do that, though. I think I would just choose to maybe, like, I would create myself a nice little island. <laughs> so, so let me, uh, if you had the Infinity Gauntlet and you could control time and reality and everything like that, uh, the biggest mission for you is like, I just want to kind of chill somewhere cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess you could say Thanos did that after he took out the population. That actually was occurring to me as I was saying that. It's like, <laughs> buddy, you didn't even need to try that hard. You could have just gone there from the beginning. Exactly. That's <laughs> if my you're a, fucking if, point. If you want, if you want to, t- to retire to be a space rutabaga farmer, then you could just do that from the start and not really worry about anything else. Do you, what do you think his plants of choice were? Do you think that it was rutabagas? <laughs> just fucking weed everywhere. <laughs> just, just, just fields of weed. They show up. It's the Avengers show up to his little hut, and he's just in there, like, with a bong. <laughs> the Avengers show up, and he's already being handcuffed by DEA agents and let, being led away. Oh, my God. Yeah. He has one of those, like, drug rugs on or whatever. And it's just, yep. like, his eyes are fucking bloodshot. James Franco's character from Pineapple Express is hanging out next to him, like <laughs> trying to hit the cross with the crossbow. You know who I think would actually be there is what? What's his name? Craig, the Rock guy, Clock Cog, Cro- Cro- Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the name? one who's voiced by uh, yeah. uh, by the director. Shit, why am I blanking? I'm blanking uh, uh, what? What? Taika, uh, Taika Waititi. He, he, yes, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. New, New Zealand director Hi, who did Ragnarok is... and yeah. Hi, my name is Clog. Uh, anyway, this is Lit Lit. <laughs> the podcast where we uh, read books and we talk about them drunk. Uh, my name is Danny Burford. And I'm Andrew Klima. Happy birthday tomorrow. Thanks.
yeah, at, the time of reco- at the time of recording. Yeah. Uh, a Scorpio Sagittarius cusp right here. Definitely. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for how your symbols interact? How my symbols interact? I'm having your signs. Signs. What am I doing? Yeah. Terrible. Terrible job. Terrible. Wait, terrible symbols? job trying to act, trying to act like I had any idea what I was talking about. Jesus Christ. Um. I mean, Scorpios are fucking nuts. Uh, and Sagittarius are pretty emotional. So I'm not. It's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> a very balanced uh, si- uh, sign comp- well, compilation. My actual hearing. my actual chart is mostly Scorpio. Like I've shown people who are far more into it than I am. I think it's cool to look at. I don't think that it defines who I am by any means. But no. like, uh, I have given my chart to people, and they go, "Ooh." So I think I'm like silently crazy and just don't know it yet. Or it has, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, this week uh, we're reading (laughs) The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Mm -hmm. We did it. It was my, I have been wanting, I had, this book had been recommended to me by a couple of people. And one the idea of it interested me um and yeah and just like what it was all about and shit like that i thought was could have some like cool things that i hadn't read or like it seemed it seemed like a a a, a, a simple idea but put forth in a way that i hadn't heard of and or like interacted with before so, that's so what you're saying is the concept of the book is what <laughs> is what attracted you to it in so Correct. many words. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. Um, I think that it is a. I I can see I can see why you uh why it caught your eye from from descriptions and from recommend and why people would have recommended mm-hmm. to you in the first place. So I get it. Um, do you want me to do a little uh, quick synopsis of this whole guy here or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give a uh, give the famous. Two sentence summary by Andy. Give the famous always two sentences and no more summary. Um, this is a story about a woman named Nora who decides that she doesn't want to live anymore and uh, commits or begins to commit suicide, I guess. Um, but she is frozen in time at this place called the Midnight Library where she has the chance to live through all of these different lives that she could have uh, had if she had taken other choices in her life. And the story is there for uh, a journey of herself through these other lives and how she interacts with them and how it changes her or does not. And mm. I think that's two sentences. Well, I mean, it, 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 you're not. There were some person. conjunctions in there, I understand, <laughs> but still. It's okay. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not coming to you as a mathematician to count more than two, so. <laughs> or an English major, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Lecture me on say, sentence construction. I mean, I will say I did give you shit for the last time you actually did keep it down to two sentences. So, um, yeah, credit where credit is due, motherfucker. That was pretty. That was pretty good. I feel like this book Thanks. is a straight. Like the explanation of this book is pretty straightforward. Yeah the 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 mecha- the mechanisms and everything inside inside of it are a little different, but um, we. We also oh, should yes. uh, uh, give a little bit of a heads up here. Yeah, yeah hardcore trigger warning. Um, this book deals heavily, heavily, heavily with depression, anxiety, and 
attempting to unalive yourself. So, yeah. like, if... And we will be talking about those aspects of this book throughout this episode. Um, and, again, like, we will be, you know, trying to be as respectful as we can. But, like, this is a comedy podcast. So, like, we will be, you know, like, trying to bring some light into this. Um it won't be like, you know, the main thing that we're talking about, but it definitely does exist throughout this. So just um, make sure. Yeah. Also, uh, we will be giving literally everything away in this book. And yes. this <laughs> yes. is definitely a book that if you are thinking about reading, if you, you know, even even an ounce of yourself is might like, I might read this in the future. I would definitely skip this episode because it 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 does have a really good build. It does like kind of like if we tell you one thing about it, it will fucking ruin it. So yeah. Like the idea of spoilers are of course like obvious, like spoilers are spoilers, but like this is one of those books that like a lot of where you, what you get from it is going to kind of depend upon the progression that you go through as you're reading it. So, uh, uh, so like, you know, plenty of other books you can, you can have an idea of the plot outline and still kind of, you know, enjoy as you go through. I'm not saying you couldn't with this, but I think it might be more difficult. So just as an FYI, if you are at all touchy about that, be aware. And as, you know, as Danny mentioned, like we're, we're, we are going to discuss the idea of, you know, suicide and suicidal ideation and shit like that. Um, we're not going to be super disrespectful or anything like that because we're not monsters, but, um, we are also not going to, uh, avoid talking about it. So just FYI, um, for any, for anyone that might, that might impact. Yeah. Um, did you like it? Yes, but with reservations. I did not think that you were going to like this book literally at all. I didn't think you were. I, I, I got like 10 pages in and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to deal with Andy talking about how much he reads this book <laughs> this entire episode. I did not think you were going to like it. So I was so I was about halfway in. I was like, I don't know if this is for me, to be honest. And it's, and it's not that the book like is saved by the second half so much as... Um, I th- I feel that the middle of it is a bit repetitious, mm. um, and and because this is a book where she is jumping into all these different lives, um, and it is the problem with this book is I or my problem I should say uh, with this book is that I kind of knew where we were gonna end up anyways, um, as far as like she was always gonna go back into her root life as the, which is the term that they use, um, mm-hmm. you, she was always going to have to do some kind of like you know. She was never going to occupy one of these other lives. She was always yeah. going to, uh, to. She was always going to do. Um, she was always going to be brought back into her original life. There was yeah. no get, There was no getting around that. And so, or in my mind, at least, and, and that was and that was proven like by by the ending, obviously. And so, I was having trouble at the beginning, being like, "All right, well, what's the what's the point of reading this?" Um, and I have some issues about the way in which she gets into these lives, and I'll talk about that in, yeah. in, in, in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think that once we get through the repetition, and once the uh, once uh, Hague, his name is Hague, by the way, I apologize if it's not, but like all I can think about is the fucking criminal court in the Netherlands, uh, <laughs> as far as that goes. Um, but I, um, once once we get kind of down to the okay, this is the point that I that he's trying to make part of it, then it becomes a lot more like interesting to me mm-hmm. and 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 seemingly more well written. That's weird. Maybe I just wasn't vibing with the earlier parts of it or not. But like that, but I like I 
I had kind of high hopes for this because of the premise, and so I don't know if I was judging it har- too harshly to begin with or something mm-hmm. like that, but I was a little bit iffy, and I thought I was going to just love it from the beginning or get into it from the beginning, and I was like, kind of stalled out on it. So that's why like once I got through through it, I do think that in the end I liked it, but it, it, it was kind of a journey to get there in the first place. Yeah, uh, I agree. I also I also liked it uh-huh. with like a few again like you were saying like reservations um I think that like the beginning part of it I was getting really worried that I wasn't going to like our main character um, I was, that's actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you at some point so that's interesting okay, yeah I was getting worried that I wasn't going to like her because and like I I'm not trying to diminish like her mental state or anything like that oh, of course like I I'm also like knowing that we're not diminishing that i'm gonna like table it but like (laughs) i didn't know if i was going to like her like i didn't know if i was going to be rooting for her i didn't know if i was going to want her to actually overcome and win. also like with a similar idea that you had knowing that she was ultimately going to make it back to her root life i mean the Mm -hmm. fact that it's called a fucking root life like why like yeah of course, she's gonna. But make also, it just back. like conce- conceptually, there was just no way that she was ever going to stay in one of these lives because then be, because then it doesn't really teach her that much about. Then she just found something new to try on, and it was all going to be good. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, that doesn't teach her like the lesson that you think she needs to be ta- taught. So like that was never going to happen in the end, as far as I as, no, as, far as I was yeah. thinking. I think that for me, the beginning part of it, the way that it was structured was, um. Which is, like, funny that I'm going to say this. It seemed more fast-paced than, like, the shorter chapters about her lives or about her, like, could-be yeah. lives and everything. It yeah. just, it seemed, it, it, what's so fucking weird is that it seemed like it was trying to explain an entire life in 30 pages as opposed to how she was transposed into these lives without any explanation for, like, four pages or 12 pages, or whatever it may be. And I think I liked that better because there was this one assumption that it didn't matter to the reader, that whatever mm-hmm. happened before she had stepped into this body yeah, didn't matter. And two, it just, like, I like it when writers do that kind of thing where they're like, you don't need to know all that information. Yeah, we, you, we're going to hurry you up to the point. Yeah, like, we, you don't, it's not going to interest you the, like, 15 different ways I can talk about the trees around the house that you're living in, you know? it's Yeah. It seemed very purposeful, and I think that when I got to that point in the book where everything was purposeful, it it felt better well-written, like you were saying. Yeah, interesting you say that because like I, I, a, I felt the same way. Like when I was when I was, it's like twenty five pages tops. When when she by the time she gets to the midnight library, which means that she's yeah. already you've already gotten glimpses into her life about why she is suicidal and why, mm-hmm. or or at least why she is verging on it, and then becomes uh, very obviously and uh, like you get the you get the background story and you get there so quick. Um, and it's because obviously the point of the story is what is happening afterwards like it, it, it's about her journey through all these other lives so i get why it, it, it does that there are other books that i probably have been critical about about how they about how they really just like man like you're not even yeah. trying to disguise the fact that you just want to get right to this and everything but like i do agree that 
this it works better in this one than some other ones. Uh, and because, I don't necessarily yeah. know why though. Like I, like I yeah. know I I think it is the overall premise of the book, but where it just it worked in a way that that was frustrating to me as a reader sometimes. Well, I, I like like thinking back to uh, the arc, for example, which we which we read for that for one episode. Like I, I was um, like the the rush to get to the arc's dating system and the process and everything like that was very quick. Like yeah. I, I don't know if it was twenty five pages; it might have been forty five or something like that. But like, who cares? Um, it seemed like that was like, oh, you're really kind of like you're really just rushing through everything about this person's life. And I get yeah. that the idea is that it doesn't, like, like you're saying, it doesn't, it doesn't matter that the backstory, because the important part is the story that we're going to tell from here on out. Uh, but for whatever reason with that one, it didn't feel nearly as uh, okay as mm-hmm. it did in this one for, for, for us to kind of fast forward real quick like that. And I don't know why that is. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm still trying to peg that down. I don't know if that's maybe writing skill, as far as like just like overall prose quality or something like that, or if it's I don't know just because the topic there was, or what. There were some times that I felt uncomfortable with it, mm-hmm. where and it, it was really interesting. I forget which which chapter it was. Oh, I know which chapter it was. It was um, the the chapter where um, oh my god, I'm totally fucking blanking on her name. Nora. Nora, thank you. Yeah. Where Nora um, is with the the guy who works with dogs. It's oh, when she Dylan, went to the, I think his yeah, name with is, Dylan. Yeah. yeah, like when Nora was with Dylan, and she's sitting there like on the couch with him, and she's like, "I feel really bad that I've taken over the body of someone who has like undoubtedly loved this man for who yes. he is." Yes. And I am feeling guilty for. Oh, sorry, my cat was going to destroy everything. Um, <laughs> and that she was saying, like, I am feeling guilty for taking over someone's life. Because she, and this is something that's really important, is when she jumps into these lives, she doesn't know any fucking thing. Except yeah. that it is her and that she looks like herself. In some aspect, like I mean, she some changes from like yeah, 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 she changes from like being someone who works out a lot to being someone who doesn't to being someone who's yeah. like whatever and what like that that and yeah. that was physique like, up and down, uh, haircut different, uh, like you know, past obviously different and things like that, yes. but like it's still her at the root. Yeah. Yes, but she doesn't know anything about she doesn't know anything about the conversation yeah. she had yesterday yeah. or five minutes ago yeah. or whatever yeah. and and that kind of shit, which really was frustrating to me. Same, same, and that, that, was, that's, that was the part that took me out. I, I was I was curious, so uh, so I wanted I want to do a little bit of background first, um, and this is weird because I don't think I've ever really talked about this, but um, all right, so you know I don't know how many much I talked about this on on, on mic or on podcast for this. Um, I am by and large like an agnostic slash atheist when it comes to uh, you know afterlife and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't. I don't think at the end of the day that there is anything after this. I think we just kind of end our story and that's it. At the same time, I also am not so fucking uh, arrogant as to think that I know for sure what mm-hmm. happens. Um, but um, have you ever read anything in the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett? No. Okay, so Why does um, that sound, do you talk about Terry Pratchett a lot? 
I, I read I read like five so I I've, I read some of his books growing up like you know I don't know, up, upwards of ten let's say there's like forty two or so books in the series and I read five of them like a year or two ago I, I want to get back at some point I haven't yet that's all um, they're very good he wrote he mm-hmm. co-wrote Good Omens with Neil Gaiman um, that's uh, so why like I know that's them. yeah okay. uh, and Discworld's a great fantasy series if anyone wants to read it it's not tied from book to book I tend, I like to read them or because I'm OCD about that kind of thing but uh, they don't need to you can jump in and jump out as long as you get like the um, uh, the clumps of stories uh, t- together. Uh, anyways, um, he writes death in that character or in that universe oh, as yes. as a character that's not, that's not really like an avenging or a dark force. It's just someone who's kind of doing a job. Yeah. And um, one of the things that death always says is that uh, after you, when he's having conversations with characters after they die, that you go on to whatever your afterlife is, like what you believed in, what your thing, your whole mm-hmm. thing is, and. That always was very weird to me because, like, I don't want to believe that there's nothing. I just, I just don't see a logical other thing because I don't know enough, obviously, about the universe to, mm-hmm. to know what happens. Um, so that always kind of didn't really sit right with me. And so, in my mind, I kind of construct these like other ideas of like, well, what do you think is going to happen after this? Mm. Uh, and the thing that I like the most, and, I, and and to be very clear, as I as I've been saying, I don't think this is what happens to you. It's just the thing that's in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the idea that like humans perceive time as linear, but it's not actually linear. Like it's yeah. in, it's in Vonnegut Slaughterhouse Five and a bunch of other stuff as well as like a general theory. Um, my pet idea of all of this is that while we're living our lives, like we preserve time as linear because we are human with our three dimensional limitations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you die, then you are rele- released from that prison and you're basically able to exist as you normally would. But if you ever want to investigate these alternate things that might have happened to you, then you have to like subsume yourself into that life and live that whole mm-hmm. life out. So the idea is that when you die, you, you, you go to this, this place where you essentially could like choose to live these lives, but yeah. that when you do, you have to live the whole life right. and you can't, and you can't just uh, check it out for five minutes or something like that. Like you have to actually like submerse yourself in like human um, cognitive limitations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and in so, your in your uh, feeling of that, is there any sort of understanding that you are like reliving something? Or no, once once you're in the life, you are in the life, and you are not gotcha. aware that you chose that life as something that you are just kind of playing around with, or that like time really exists outside or anything like that. The idea is basically like you're you're at this like big bank of TVs and you choose a life that you want to get into. But once you get into that life, you have to just live that life as you normally would from our own perception. And therefore it is an A to B linear timeline. And you don't believe that when you're living in that perception. So let's, so it's basically reincarnation is like what you're talking about in a sense. Yes. But my, my, my whole, like my, my little thing here is that like you get to, like you get to choose in you're this not coming back as like hub an world or whatever, whatever. You, and, and you're also not going to come back as uh, you're not going to come back when you you know die when you're an infant or something like that. Even though that happens to other people and blah blah blah, blah. like you would never choose that life. If, you, if, you're, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're going into a life, then you then you want to like check it out. Yeah. Um, and and once again, I don't think this is what actually happens. This is my own little like fanciful idea, so that I have an idea in case that I get to the afterlife and it's like, well, you yeah. get to do whatever you thought. Like, okay, cool. Here we go. I don't think about it. Is Good that for weird? You. I I, I, I I sincerely love that for you. I mean, I, I, I'm jealous and I wish it was me, but I, I, that's, I, I'm never like that. I, and I think I'm sure that it will change, but I... I've been like this since I was seven. I don't know if it's going to change, just FYI. 
Okay. Like, I don't think about it. Like, I don't put much thought into and sometimes sometimes I will like uh, like when we were just talking about this this is going to be probably a spiral episode like when we were talking <laughs> about this I then start to think about like what does time actually look like because like realistically it's flat like it, there is no dimension to it like to me it's just like a fucking sphere and like everyone could be walking on this sphere going different directions but forever and like, I mean that, but, but 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 see that that I, that right there is what fucks me up. Like I I I I have like been very uh, freaked out by not, like the idea of death. Like sure, don't get me wrong, but like more the idea of eternity, more the idea yes. that once I die, like then forever and ever in an unending like like forward motion that I'm never going to live again, and that like that's really fucked up in my mind. And I'm not saying that I, that something can't be fucked up to be true, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, like that, 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 like that's what, that's what keeps me up at night as far as these <laughs> things go. Yeah. And so that, so this is the thing I, I, I have in my mind as again, not, it's not even a coping me- mechanism. Cause I don't think it's true. It's more just like this whole like safeguard idea for uh, if um, you get to the end and, and death or whoever says, all right, now you're going to, experience whatever you believe it's like well shit i believe i believe in nothing i don't want to yeah. stop existing um I, and okay i like going like going back to like, just, like i don't know like what i believe in or like mm-hmm. what like what anything like that um i i think it would be really i like the idea of reincarnation i really like that weirds me up god sorry I mean, that's what you were just talking about. But this is kind of like a chosen reincarnation, where you can like yes. decide to live to live life. You have to understand, like, like some horrific shit has happened in humanity, and humanity alone, we're talking about, mind you. We don't even mm-hmm. know what the fuck is happening in this incredibly vast universe that we live in. Yeah. We don't know the variety oh, like, of depredations into, and terribleness in, that could have happened. Yeah. You don't know I, I, if, if the idea is like. Well, re- I believe in reincarnation. Like, why would you then not be reincarnated in someone who lives like five thousand galaxies away or whatever? Like, uh, or, in, in some in some or like, five thousand years in the past, or no, because that's not how I believe time works. Like, <laughs> but yeah, but like, I, I would. But if you're going like... to a place where like literally nothing exists anyway, like if you're going what to you a, if you're if like you die and you're going to a place where you get like to choose. So are you saying when you get to that place, you have to choose a life, or you get to? No, like... no, no. I, 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 I'm saying that. Um, I'm saying that when, when, you, when, when a human dies, and again, I don't believe this. This is simply. Uh, like I know a mental we just have a conversation thing. about it. I understand, but I, I, I always want to hammer this home to make sure that people yes, don't think you've that done that it. You're actually good. My, my sincere beliefs. Um, that once you die, you are freed from this like linear time thing. And you, and so therefore you you are you are existing as the Tralfamadorians did in Slaughterhouse Five, where you where, where you know that like the universe has already been destroyed and and like everything has already happened, everything that's going to happen has already happened. It's not linear time. It is it all it all exists. Um, so then if you want to experience something though, if you want to experience like a different life that you could have led, then you mm-hmm. have to immerse yourself into it. And once you immerse yourself into it, you become prone again to the human's 
uh, inability to perceive time as anything other than linear. Linear, yeah. So, so my point is that like, like, like it's not a, it's not reincarnation because reincarnation, theoretically at least, is like you know I could be reincarnated two years after I die in any number of different ways on this earth or some other earth, mm-hmm. but like that 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 leaves you open to like having an absolutely horrible life. Um, and yeah. and so if, you're, if, you, if you if you are if you are if you are removed from time and you're like man like this one path of my life would have been really interesting i want to kind of throw myself into that one then you have an idea of, of what you're getting into so your life isn't going to be absolute garbage from the, from the jump um so do you believe in mediums no <laughs> I, I, I said I really don't believe this stuff. This is this is simply like the the the, cons- the mental construction I have to avoid the Terry Pratchett death uh, uh, version of death sending me to oblivion rather than like a, a, a place I could have uh, believed in instead. I mean, I um, guess that like, but if you get to the Terry Pratchett version of death, they're gonna know if you actually believed in it or not. So like, it doesn't matter. Like, even if you like, you're I mean, constructing this thing to pretend like you believe in it versus constructing a thing that you actually believe in is like you're not gonna fool if there is such a thing as like meeting death at death's door stop whatever like they're not gonna look at you and be like you fucking fooled me since seven years old buddy i i had no idea you know like it, I, there, I, there I, is I understand a that, Danny, but the stakes are kind of high, so I'm trying, all right? <laughs> That's the whole idea here. Uh, I but, don't but, think about it that much. Good for you, and I mean that sincerely, because I hate having to fucking think about it, and I hate having I'm sorry this I made you read this in the book. back of my head. No, it's okay, because like I, I, like, I, I think about it anyways, so it's not really that That's big true. of a deal. Um, but the point is, in all of this, as far as, far as why as I bring this up, is that... Um, I kind of came with this book with not expectations as in this book is going to do this, but it's more like, hey, this is a cool concept. This is how I, Andy, think it's going to go. And mm-hmm. so when it wasn't doing exactly what I wanted, I wasn't sure if that was me not liking the choices the author was making or the fact that the author was making bad choices. Does that make sense? Like, what, like yeah, for for, for example, what you're talking about, and this is a big one for me too. You talked about like how when she slides into her her lives, she knows who she is, and she knows she's intruding on this person's life, and she doesn't know anything about that life, and blah blah blah. And I always thought like, man, I think it would be so much better as a structure if she got into the body and she was just that person. Yes, and then that feeling of disappointment just kind of slowly like seeped up her like venoms like symbiote mm-hmm. kind of slowly taking over him and yeah. then eventually she's like i am disappointed with this life and when that happened then it was a snap and then you go back into uh, yes. the, the library again when it came to stuff like that i wish that she would have and maybe it was like almost involuntary or mm-hmm. like a learned behavior so, like when she was going to go give that talk when she was an olympic swimmer yeah, like, yeah. She, she subconsciously yeah. knew the talk, 100%. but she was able to then like throw in a line or two there from something that she had learned yes. through her walkings through other lives. But it wasn't like a like a blank slate to me. And this is thing that I wrote down when I was reading it was it really annoyed me how much time it took away from the chapter of her yes. just trying to figure out who she was. Absolutely. And from, like, life two, they do talk about it later on in the book where she, like, 
yep, and my routine is grabbing my phone. One, how do you know the password? Two, like, th- that was, like, a very little thing. But, like, yeah. like, doing that kind of stuff. And then she, like, looks herself up on her phone. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking, like, but when you're living a mundane life, you're not necessarily look upable in that way no, like you don't really sure. you for don't sure. really know and the, it kind of did for me take away from the like punch of it i will say that there were some conversations that she had with mrs elm uh yes mrs elm uh who is her like librarian her midnight library also quick podcasting is a visual medium so you can't see today and just made like quote fingers when she said, <laughs> said that. But yes. um her midnight library is uh it's an endless library that has endless options for the different lives that she could live that for all different choices that she could have made and she can mm-hmm. go into she can start reading a book she can go into it and assume that life and, and real quick, sorry, real quick. The driving yeah. force of this is the book of regrets, which is all, all of her regrets about the things that she, there's a book that exists in this library, which is a collection of the things that she wishes she could have done differently about her life. And so in, in, in a lot of these cases, the reason why she goes into a different life, why, why she chooses a particular book is that she regrets uh, not keeping swimming when she was a really good swimmer, mm-hmm. for example, is one, is one of them. So like, so this book of regrets is something that she's a motivated by to a degree in this, in this, in this particular circumstance and B um, something she's trying to work through and erase over time as well. Yeah. And I, it just like, I wish that maybe she didn't know everything about who she was in these different lives, but knowing things that would at least not make her come across as a stranger to the people that she was involved with. Yeah. And her still having those thoughts though of like, well, I don't want to get naked in front of this man who's my husband because I don't know him. Those are the types of thoughts that could still be there, but she should be able to know like, Oh, this is my neighbor of three years or like, this is my daughter, or that kind of stuff. You wanted her to have kind of like some reflex to it, like uh, yes. if, she, if she if she was confronted with something, she would have an immediate like, oh, this is who this person is, but but not necessarily like a a full and complete amnesia about where yeah. she was or something or, or why she was there or something. Or like, like have that then be like the sticky points of that life. Like maybe she could have met like someone that was in the PTA with her or whatever, and she doesn't fucking remember yeah. her name, but Laura's like. Oh my God, Nora! I don't know why I chose those names. Like Nora, <laughs> it's so good to see you. You didn't show up to the parent-teacher conferences last week. Like blah blah blah. blah. Why? And she's like, "This woman knows me, and I don't know her at all." Like, and then showing that you don't leave space for everyone that you meet. Like sure. that there are certain people that are pivotal to who you are as a person, which kind of does happen. With you know, we see Ash, and then we see what's. We see her dad a lot. We see her oh, mom. Oh, her friend that goes to Australia. Um, her friend that goes to Australia. Or something like that. Um, yes, I S S A. Yeah, I'll say Eason, yeah. Yeah, and then her ex-boyfriend, Dan. Dan, yeah. Real shithead, if you ask me. Yeah. Really fucking shitty. 
really yeah. fucking shitty. Damn but I, but I, but I, I definitely agree because, like, I, I, even if we have a, a, a difference of opinion on the exact way that she should slide into the lives, I did think that like the structure of this was weird because, as you said, it wasted time uh, as far as every every like, there are all these like awkward interactions um, that, that happen in every single chapter, um, and. As someone, as someone who does not like that kind of awkwardness, it made it hard for me to read at some points because mm-hmm. it was like, oh fucking Christ! Like, this, like I know this doesn't matter to the story, but I still have to wade through it to get to the part yeah. that does matter. And uh, it, 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 like I also, I also just don't understand what it was doing structurally that you couldn't have done in a in a better version of this like yes. either either the one you're talking about where you have where you know key things and you have to kind of fudge the details or yep. one like i'm talking about where you have amnesia like i don't understand what's different about this or, or, or what's what's beneficial about this yeah. and and the reason why i was thinking about it a lot was because um when uh hugo appeared in one of the chapters and it's mm-hmm. another person that was like sliding lives like her i was like oh okay now we're gonna get into some kind of like weird meta stuff where you're where, where, where the sliders are gonna interact yeah. and that's gonna twist the story and that never happened. No, and it um, let go. Yeah, and 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 and, 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 and like there was there was nothing that came of that particular plot point. I think at all, like it was referenced they did later meet on. Cool, a few more times. Yeah, but but, but it didn't but we matter. Don't know. Yeah, but also didn't matter to the larger structure of it. So so my I was thinking like, why is it structured this way? Like, what is this doing for it? And I couldn't come up with anything. And, I, and, and as far, as far as why it was being done this this way and. I that was a a real source of frustration for me, like up to like the halfway, even two thirds or three quarters point, to be honest. Yeah. Like because it was just I didn't understand why we were doing it like this. I so I had I had thought about the meeting between Hugo and Nora a lot because I didn't know if I liked it at first. Mm-hmm. Because Hugo was obviously in love with Nora. Grip it and fucking rip it. And don't spill it this time. No, no, we're okay. What are we drinking? We're drinking uh, orange sap, an IPA from Trace Brewery here in Pittsburgh. Oh, it's great. nice. But congratulations. 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 I didn't know. Like, I was on the fence about their relationship at first. And then I started liking it a little bit more. And it made me feel a little sad. Because you knew that Hugo was in love with Nora. But not in love with, with, yeah. In that world or in general? I think in general. I never got that vibe. Because they had been married in one life, he had said. Oh, I didn't, I I didn't, oh, okay. I didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he would say, like, oh, yeah, we had dated in one life. We meet all the time. Like, we had been married in one life. Like, but I think that Hugo was in love with not Root Nora. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, I think Hugo was figuring that out. I wish that that would have had a couple of more steps, though. Because yeah. Nor- when Nora appears as her, like, root self, is when she realized that she's disappointed with, I mean, sex, but, like, <laughs> with yeah. him as well. And, but, he, you know, no, like, he had talked about, he's like, oh, no, we've met a lot. But it's her. But it's him chasing her life, and yeah. not and not her root life. So I, there were a few Easter eggs that I really liked in it, but the I I think the 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 glacier when she was a gl- glaciologist. Yeah. Um, I liked that. I liked that life quite a bit. I thought that was like a, 
it was frustrating to me and also I liked it. I it was frustrating to me that and going back to what we were literally just talking to that she didn't know anything about being a fucking glaciologist. Yeah. And that it's was so, was so frustrating. Yeah. That's really frustrating because you're like, how would you make it? Like, then then actually, how would you make it in a life like this? And I understand that the way that the Midnight Library works is that you, you infiltrate a life and eventually you feeling like a stranger subsides and that you start to feel comfortable and you start remembering things and you start doing, like, you start living that life. You can't just fucking do that as a scientist. Like, you don't just get no. to, like, walk into a lab and be like, well, I don't know what's happening. She has some, like, some of these, like, weird, like, sitcom-y close calls early on, but, like, in, in a very, like, with, like, very, very marginal tweaks, that whole thing changes, and she's, like, found out from the very beginning that she's not who she says she is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and again, like, I, I don't want to nitpick about uh, about this kind of stuff because it's not the biggest deal in the in the grand scheme of things but it, it, it's it, it what, what annoys me is not the fact that like oh this structure doesn't make sense it's more like there were other structures out there that you yeah. could have used instead and that's more where i kind of like uh, cr- like my mind kind of cramps up at the idea of why it was doing it this way uh, in, in the first place um by the way did you ever were you ever aware of a tv show named sliders no that's excellent. Uh, so this was a very sh- a relatively short-lived. I don't know if "very" is the right word, but it's a relatively short-lived show uh, starring Jerry O'Connell uh, of all people. Ooh. Okay. Um, who who was a convincing lead character, actually, to be honest. Okay. I don't know. Uh, um, and it also had John Reese Davis in it, the guy who played Gimli. Yeah. As like this, as like this, the the scientist or like professor, like the uh, the Doc Brown or whatever um, of the universe. And it was basically someone who like. So this is this they 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 would go to new worlds and just like enter them not like taking someone's place they would just be entered into new worlds where something like a uh, quantum leap would be like I'm Jerry leaping. Jerry O'Connell's this... so young. In How old is he? Oh 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 oh! You mean in the show? Yeah yeah yeah. For oh sure. no, not in. Re- I mean like I don't I don't mean to say not well not in real life, <laughs> but. Well yeah, but your your reaction was to seeing him in sliders yes. promo stuff yeah. He's yeah, he's super. He's he's, he's even pre can't hardly wait days when he makes that very brief cameo. He's so um, cute. Yes, he was. Um, and it was I, I really I really liked it. I have never gone back to watch it, so I have no idea if it would hold up in my mind. But the concept was great. It was basically mm-hmm. that people uh, get stuck sliding between different dimensions and they're trying to find their way back home, uh, kind of like Quantum Leap, except mm. that you're not leaping into someone else's body. You're you're just yourself going into a new universe yeah, and you yeah. have to figure out the universe quantum leap is very much like what this was where you leap into someone's body and you know who you are core wise but you don't know who this new body is and what their situation is and everything like that um so yeah i i, I didn't think that you had any reason to know what the tv show sliders was no. it was a very short-lived like 90s thing but i was curious anyways. i do not i the um going back to the the glacial yes yes glaciologist or whatever one, what a fucking random thing to want to be as a child. Yeah, yeah. It, some I didn't real, some real nerd word. stuff as far as that goes. I didn't even know that that like I knew and I knew that like scientists is, existed to study glaciers. I just didn't know that they were called glaciologists. <laughs> it was something that you know I thought about much. Surprise, uh, but I the this scene was kind of the the moment 
or this life was kind of the moment where the switch changed for her. And for me, it's this uh-huh. kind of where, and I don't know if you felt this way too, where the switch came for like starting to understand what the fuck was happening in a way. I, I think I kind of always felt like I knew where it was going and what was supposed to happen, if that makes sense. Like, it, it was always going to be like a um, a Christmas Carol type thing, except with yes. you know, suicide and, uh, and various lives and things like that. But the idea that, like, you know, you're going to learn from each experience and you're going to figure out the things that are, that, that like, that, that, that you don't like about yourself are, in fact, is, in fact, not that big of a deal and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I do agree that that was, like, the character having a moment where she... I mean, she processed the idea that she actually wanted to live as mm-hmm. opposed to, um, you know, just all continually being like, are we done here? Can I just fucking die already? But I also love that it was more of like a um, like a primal thing. It was a polar yeah. bear was coming yeah. to attack yeah. her. And it was like the, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like, to, like, to me, it's like, I don't want to die by getting attacked by a polar bear. <laughs> that sounds terrible. That's no, that sounds bad. a far bad. different situation. <laughs> Yes. And like most of the ways that people will die. If I also was kind of like, I don't really want to be here anymore. And I had a polar bear coming at me. I might be like, not that though. (laughs) But this, (laughs) but this way, not so much. Yes. Maybe not that way. Like that sounds bad. Like that's. Then she has, she has the moment in the, in the, in the life where she's a rock star with the labyrinths, the band that she had with her brother, mm-hmm. Joe, and uh, another guy that they, you know, I, uh, from their hometown, I believe, Ravi. Yeah. Um, and and uh, she, she finds out in that world that her brother had died of an overdose. And that's mm-hmm. when, and, and then like, you know, her, her, her guiding spirit or whatever, her, um, you know, uh, Mrs. Elm says like, you know, well, you know. You were gonna commit suicide in this one, like what, you, maybe maybe he would be devastated as well. And she's like, no, he wouldn't care about me. But that's when the seed of doubt kind of starts to get yeah. in there about like her 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 relative worth to other people and things like things of that nature. And I did like I, I will say that with all that said, I do like the idea that um that that uh, Hay puts forward that like um, depression is something that kind of clouds the good parts of your life or the, or, or, or the possibility of good parts of your life and makes you focus in and zero in on the things that are, are, are so negative and lousy in general. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought, I thought that was like a, I thought that was a good, um, demonstration of what depression is like. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I have not been diagnosed, although I'm sure I have bouts uh, that would that would qualify to a degree. And I think that there are, um, I think that that is a very good way of describing how that feeling is, which is that like nothing else matters besides the things that you think are incredibly shitty, and that you oh, and, yeah. and, and, and you can't be you can't really like see past that. And I do and like that also, this kind of had some yeah. The that the people around you think that they are also shitty on you. Like it's not even just yeah. about like yourself too. It's like the the um it's almost like the audience that is around you that you have to interact with that then also knows so how uh, no one knows they know though that your life is shitty or that these things are shitty and so you're walking through like like these shadows and stuff like that and you're like no like don't (laughs) Because you're you're always being embarrassed or having to yes. explain yourself or having to yeah that that, that somehow that somehow not only are you not 
doing well, but that everyone else knows the reasons why you're not doing well and the reasons yeah. why you are associating it. Which is like not how it works. No, but like. Unless but, but, you're open and honest about it, which is also very fine if you are. Yes, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with, with nothing wrong with sharing, but as far as far as this all goes, like, um, it's not. It's very rare that the majority of people around you know exactly uh, how shitty you think you are uh, yeah. in their own minds as well, and believe the same way that you do in the first place. Um, and, and I thought I thought that that way of um, addressing it and unpacking it was a good choice by the author, and that's I think like. That's, I think, why I eventually landed on I like this book, even though I have issues with it, because I think that it does some good things that once I got past the frustration of the structure and once I got past the frustration of how I didn't like the, that, like, you know, the way that she was sliding into these lives and how I thought that, like, this is kind of repetitious. And I know this sounds like a lot of things that I'm complaining about that makes you think it wouldn't be something I'd end up liking, but, like, it's never so bad or, or drudgery while you're moving through it that you're upset about it. You're more just kind of like, all right, I'm, 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 I'm seeing what you're giving me author. Let's figure out where you want, what point you want to make with this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be on your side. Let's go. And when it breaks out the other end, especially with the last life that matters uh, in, in this whole jumping around where she has a life with this guy named Ash, who she sees around, who, who asked her out for coffee one time when she was dating that guy named Dan. So she, mm-hmm. so she didn't go on it. Makes sense. Uh, and then she interacted with uh, last when her cat uh, died and he was the one who found the cat. And that was actually a really monumental one too. What? What do you mean? Voltaire, when Volt, she goes to the next Voltaire, life yeah. and Voltaire was also dead. And then she comes back. Oh yeah. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Mrs. Elm was like, yeah. Voltaire actually is meant to die. Like that's kind of not meant to live. And it's it's a it's a little it's a little too on the nose and perfect for like absolving her of any kind of blame whatsoever and things like that. Yeah. Because like because I think you I feel like you can make that point that like you were a good owner even if like he got hit by a car or whatever. But yeah. yes, you're not wrong that like it, but it he takes didn't get that... hit by a car. He did apparently. I know. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I get what you're saying though. Like, I, I think, I think that was like, I think that was a nice like reveal as far as like the emotion it generated. I, I, I also kind of was on the a little bit on the outside, being like, mm, all right, this is a little too like perfectly constructed. Story. Yeah, I know. Or like the, one, one of the very first ones, yeah. whatever. Um, sorry, sorry, I don't know. Ash. I don't know. Uh, yes. Uh, so um, once we got to that point, we kind of worked through the idea that she was going through all these other lives. Because I, as after I got the point of it, I was trying to figure out like, okay, she's going to learn a lesson from each life. Cool, 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 cool. Let's move on. And 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 once we kind of broke that pattern, she got to like burrow into one and then really um, explore it and figure out the things that were making her happy and figuring out like you know, like the, like things about this life that were good. And, and also, by the way, I, I really do like that at the end, she doesn't, like, immediately start, hook, like, meeting that guy and going out with him or something like that. I think that was no, a really yeah. n- a nice restraint as far as that went. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, I was kind of, I don't know, I, I just, like, I, I got it at that point where I was like, all right, now we're settling into a more, not a broad analysis of what it's like to be in this life but like a drilled down one like what is good what is mm-hmm. like what like what is meaningful to me what is what is important in this life that, that that you're missing and i thought that was 
a really good chapter and it led into the ending as well and that's why things kind of like started like i mean not started to but that's when things really did turn around for me and i was like okay i appreciate what you're doing now that you've gotten the past second to last chapter I don't know. It wasn't. It was, it was the last life, uh, but it wasn't. Oh, okay. It wasn't the second to last chapter. No. I, I, and sorry, that's not. It's not right to say that I, I. Like then, I was like, finally, now we're now we're getting good. It was more like um, that. I felt we were in a holding pattern for a little bit in the middle there, while yeah. she was just going through these lives and like learning small pieces and things like that. Mm. I was like, okay, I get the point. I get the structure. I get what we're doing here. Like, can we get to like a twist or a reveal or something else yeah. to really like kind of spark this thing along? And that's why I thought Hugo was going to be for a minute because I thought we we're going to talk about like sliders yeah. were going to be become a bigger part of the story. Um, but getting to spend some time in that last life and actually like again multiple chapters figuring out what it was like and uh having something go right for once and then having her get pulled out of it anyways that was more satisfying to me as a thing that was different that is okay it's funny to me because i had a slightly i was slightly annoyed with that chapter Mm -hmm. and i think i would have been disappointed if that's if she immediately met what's his name ash ash sorry yeah uh, no, he's a Pokemon trainer. trainer. It's no big deal. Obviously, I was kind of sitting there going, "Like, please don't tell me that we've gone through this entire fucking book and she's gonna find her purpose in being a mom, or she's gonna." Find yes, her I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yes. or like she's gonna find her purpose with like being in a relationship, and that to yes. me was kind of like, no, like don't like I didn't want that. I absolutely agree with you. By the way, yeah, hundred percent. But luckily, like it it did she wanted to be and this is where i started i i liked it a little bit more towards the end was that she decided she was like no i want to be happy in this not necessarily that i am happy but like she kept on telling herself i'm happy this is the life i am happy this is the life yeah even though it seemed like in this life she was the happier version of her real self like it's, yeah, the, it seemed like with Ash, he was like, "Oh, I can, I, I'll take care of this." Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to not. I didn't like. It was a lot of like walking on eggshells around her, mm-hmm. and she brought a different light to it, and she got to bring a little bit more of herself than in other lives. Mm-hmm. And she felt like when she brought herself to this life, it felt successful in a way. Yeah. Yeah, but I was really, really nervous that she was gonna find purpose. I was and like, but she didn't. I mean, she to, did yeah. in a way, but not in the but, way. But, but but not as in not as in my dream life is to be married to this particular guy with a child. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm fully on board, and I also was worried about that. I I also was worried that the purpose of that chapter was going to be motherhood is what I've been missing this whole time. I was like, oh come on, like you're just I was, like. Yeah. so fucking scared that was going to be it yeah. but it wasn't no it wasn't exactly yes i i i, I agree with you too I, I i was i was worried and i knew and i and obviously that wasn't the case but um it was definitely in the back of my mind as we were as we were reading yeah. the chapters like where is this gonna go but luckily it didn't and, and, and luckily what it instead did is fed into the ending which was her realizing that like that she did want to try that she did that, that like that, that she did like there was something out there because what, what she'd had in the other lives was that like there were things that she'd like there were things that were cool or whatever but she wasn't like drawn to anything she wasn't um 
none of them were like fixing everything for yeah. her as i think that it would be very reasonable expect, except expect for her relationship wouldn't. with her brother yes that was I that, think that was actually like the bow on top of things of like mm-hmm. wanting a relationship with her brother i think that was important realization at the very yeah. least yeah yeah and i think that like yeah, I, I think I, like she she learned stuff along the way. Don't get me wrong, and that was obviously a very big one as far as as far as those things go. But she, um, this is the first life where she really was like, this is something worth trying to attain. Mm-hmm. Um, not not this not that this particular thing, mind you, but the idea that life could give me this. Therefore, I could uh, you know I I could want to end up in yeah. something that made me feel like this over the course of my life. And she. You know, she she escapes the midnight library as it's burning down around her because she's so close to dying in real life, and she, uh, you know, she gets she gets saved by her neighbor, which is actually very very sweet. Like that yeah. was that, that was that was a very nice touch. And then um, she has the conversation with her brother after oh, she after yeah. she gets out, I, I, when she's in the hospital when she gets out, which was like again a very nice bow on that portion of the story as well. And then, and then she wraps Elm. those. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, and then Mrs. Elm. That was yeah, exactly. so... That was like... I actually was like a little teary-eyed while I was reading yeah. that. And yeah, same. It was one of those moments where I was like, fuck, I didn't think like this was going to happen. Yeah. And then I got a little teary-eyed as I was reading it. And it was... I loved that it wasn't about Ash. I loved that it was about... Yes, exactly. That's how I felt too. Yeah, yeah. And 100%. then like the, the connection that she was like... Well, I'll come here every single day and play piano for you. Or, like, I'll come here. Play chess like, with you or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. when she was like, oh, you were never the pawn. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, was it never the pawn? You were never the rook. Pawn, yeah. You were never the Oh, God, it just, like, hit so good. Yeah, was, there was. It was a good ending. I thought I thought it was a good ending too because it avoided the same pitfalls that we're talking about here. Yeah. Like that, that that like that she was going to find her purpose in Ash or in motherhood or something mm-hmm. like that, as opposed to a more general feeling of like I want to give life a shot. Um, that was my worry uh, definitely during that during that chapter and yeah. even even into the ending as we're as we're figuring that out. Um, but I, I I I as you said I really like the way that it you know, took something that was part of the story, but not what you necessarily thought the author was going to go with, with Mrs. Mm-hmm. Elm and the retirement home and whatnot. Um, and that made me think too, like I, 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 if, if I'm, if I'm opening up that book of regrets or whatever, like I, one of the things like I know that I was, um, I was very eager to leave my hometown. Um, I was, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted oh, to get we're talking out about and, our and, own and, and book of regrets. Uh, I mean, like, like, we yeah we absolutely can this this is related to uh, the Miss Elm thing in, or Mrs Elm thing in mm. particular but like uh, but yeah let's definitely open that fucking book up um I was uh, I have zero I w- sorry <laughs> I said I have zero <laughs> no regrets <laughs> no regrets no regrets uh, I was uh, I was very I was very happy to to get out of my hometown because I yeah. I, I I had I had hated high school since I was a freshman and I I had my friends don't get me wrong I, I you know my friends uh, from from that that I still love. Hey, shout out Dave. Um, but like I, I was, uh, I was very ready to leave and very ready mm-hmm. to do something else. And mm-hmm. in that rush, I, ne- I never really went back and like did stuff with my hometown, if that makes sense. Like I, I, um, I, I, I have, I have mild regrets about like, you know, not being as, uh, uh, 
responsive to my parents while I was in high school or sorry, in college and things like that. Well, I'm sure they were curious how I was doing and I was just being in college. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that's part of being in college, but I never went back and like checked on any of the teachers that I really liked in high school or something like that because those did exist, even though I didn't have a good time in high school. Um, mm. there were, like, there were people that maybe I could have, uh, you know, kept up with in this Mrs. Elm type of way, as opposed to just kind of like leaving that whole life behind me. Sorry. I, st- I still keep up with one of my teachers from high school. My English teacher. Who is it? Uh, her name is, you, well. You, you have to we, say the phone. Yeah, you don't have to oh, say no, the no. spots uh, Weaver her, yeah. is her last yeah. name. We always just called her Weaver. Yeah. Um, she was the reason why I wanted to get into, like, do English in college. Sure. Um, she was a fucking hard ass. Yeah, I have uh, one. I'll, I'll tell mine afterwards. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I had her for freshman year, and then I had her for senior year. Um, and it was weird. Like I fucking loved her. Um, but there were so many people that were like, "Oh my god, you have Weaver." I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. Yeah, we have one of those like, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? She's fucking dope. Like, if if yeah. you try, like, I yeah. was just so into analysis though, and I was so into that kind of stuff and things meaning more than the words on the paper and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And I, it was so fucking weird. Actually, my, um, uncle on my dad's side, um, has his pilot's license. And so, uh, him and my aunt go flying. Like they have like a little plane or whatever. And they like, we'll go flying around or whatever. And she was working at one of the airports that they oh, were cool. at and saw his last name and was like, oh, like, do you know Danny Burford? And my uncle was like, yeah, that's my niece. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. Like, And so, like, we were texting, all of us, and, like, uh-huh. it was so fucking cool. That really just, is like, cool, yeah. Yeah, small world just colliding and shit, but... Um, yeah, I've I've seen in contact. She's like the only one that I've seen in contact with, though, for sure. sure. Well, there's like I had, <coughs> excuse me, I had I had a um, I had a Latin teacher in in in, uh, in high school, and I understand the kind of impression that might give off. I'm from a very very bad school system. It's not. <laughs> it, 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 it's it, it's it's a it's a it's like Hopefully a. Your teacher's um, not listening. Uh, well, no, he was great. Uh, but the, uh, the like, like the uh, point is the reason I had Latin was not because I was in some like super preppy boarding mm. school. It's because it's like a, it, it's it's a remnant of an older time of a school that was not that fantastic, gotcha. um, and and went sharply even more downhill afterwards. By the way, um, but I uh, had a Latin teacher uh, named Mr. Higgins who was very very good. Um, he was just an enjoyable guy. He uh, I took him. I had uh, for freshman and junior year, and I took a classics class with him. Um, senior year, it's the first time I read the the Iliad, for example. Um, mm. And I love that book to this day. Um, and I, yeah, he's so he's someone that would be like, oh man, like I actually would. Like that was someone I'd be like, man, like you really like def- like did some shit for me as far as mm-hmm. like being a really good teacher and, and and being someone that like you know opened up my eyes to a 
stuff that I didn't know that I was that interested in because I I, I was bored by Latin if I'm being honest like mm. I, I I just didn't like it because it wasn't a spoken language I also was I, I knew I had to take it so I wasn't super into it but the class but I liked him a lot from the get go and then the classics class really kind of pushed that over the edge as far as something I, I that like I never got into as far as like you know an academic career yeah. or a real career but I still love it I still I, I still look up Roman history stuff and Greek history and like class and just like you know classics of battles and things like that i find it very interesting um uh, but i had i had an english teacher like you're saying too uh, mr cangelosi my my senior year who was the renowned like hard ass of the of the school mm. like the, so so ice cold and so blah blah, blah. and yeah. um he's the reason i'm as good of a, of a writer as i was when i got in the, in, into college because like he just was he taught the right way to just compose thoughts and like mm. the of course, everyone brings their own thing to it. I'm sure I had like some some talent for being able to uh, you know, word choice and, uh, and and whatnot, but like structure and um, uh, intent and things mm-hmm. like that was a he's a huge part yeah. of that, bigger than any any college professor I ever had for sure. And when I went, I was because I went back. I think like a year or maybe two after I went to college, I went back with a friend of mine and we went to like just like see some old teachers and like. You know this renowned hard ass of a teacher. He like as soon as he sees me in front of the door, he comes around his desk with his hand out, like, "Oh my God, how's it going, guys?" Like he was just like so like psyched to see us coming yeah. back and everything like that. Oh, like he was so cool. he, he was very he was very clearly like just a guy who understood like the drama aspects of being a teacher and like the, yeah. the, the like the impressions that you get from students and was that and I'm not saying he played into it but like he just allowed that to be kind of like the armor in which he was able to be able yeah. to maintain authority over classes and I don't begrudge that in any way it's awesome uh, when, when you have like rumors going about you about how you're dating a supermodel three towns over and shit like that because like Ooh. you're just an intriguing guy or something like that um so I keep like great. that but like yeah, it was it was, it was another person that like I thought was, you know, I'm not saying someone I wanted to like get back in touch with exactly, but like someone that that, that mattered, and and maybe I shouldn't have been so eager to leave some of that behind, I guess. What do you think would have been on your, like, kind of like the the first like the biggest regret? Oh, like the the, the most bold faced type. Or the yeah, biggest font like the size one that was like in in header like one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not trying to find, or not trying to find a way to be a writer uh, for for a career, um, or for mm. the thing I do primarily with my life. I would say, um, because so I, you, would you want know, to go I do... back and be a writer. If like, you go back, I... like you're in the midnight library, whatever. I I, I, would, the, I would. It's probably gonna be the midnight parlor. But... <laughs> <laughs> the midnight bar that I always was end up ended up in at midnight. Yes. And so you have a different tap right. for whatever life it is. I like and that actually. I could fit. <laughs> I um, I think that uh, I think that it would be something I would want to know. Um, because like, the thing I know about myself is that I'm very, very good at doing what I have to do for what my life is. Like, if you're I'm in college, routine. I'm really I'm sorry. You're very routine. In that regard, yeah. Like, I I'm I'm very good at um when. When I was in grad school, even when I didn't want to write papers, I was like, fuck, I have to. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I will get this done. If I've done jobs where I, like, you know, even if I wasn't super into the job, I would be like, you know what? You have to do this. This is, this is your job. If my job at any point was to write, then mm-hmm. I would have made myself write. I find it very hard to make myself write in addition to the other things I have to do. When mm-hmm. it's eating into my free time as opposed to what's my, what, what, what my, is my main uh 
you know, way to make money or the way I support myself or whatever it is. So if I, I'm not even saying like, I want to be a successful writer in this other life necessarily. I would just want to see a life in which I had a job that required me to write and then, and and we'd move on from there. Um, I don't know if that's... with that wording though, if you're in the midnight library, like a job that requires you to write is different than like... Yeah, it could be a fucking copywriter or some like, you know, or, 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 yeah, like a a marketing person or something like that. I I understand, but like the idea that like, that I got something out of the subject matter as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not insulting you, Danny. No, I understand that. Not this time anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. What would your, uh, what would your go-to be as far as that? Um... I think I've always wanted to live out of the country. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I, like, I have just, oh, like, yeah, I think I've always wanted to. Actually, you know what one of my biggest regrets is? And this is going to sound so fucking lame, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> sure. Um, I didn't go abroad my junior year. No, this sounds great. I, I, I'm on board. Go ahead. Because I was dating an asshole. <laughs> and my school only did full year abroad. Oh, okay, yeah. You can do a half semester or whatever. No. Or a half year semester. Um, but I would have gone to Cork, Ireland. Gotcha, yeah, of course. Where my cousin Carly was also placed in Cork, Ireland and roomed with the Holy Cross girls randomly. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I would have also been there rooming with them at the same time yeah yeah and i think that would have just been one i think that would have gotten me out of that relationship which needed to end and it didn't and two i think it would have been a really cool experience to have with like a family member yeah Um, of course with like someone you were comfortable with already, yeah. Yeah, and like being an only child, obviously, like my cousins kind of like are my siblings. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a big one for me, but not in the sense of like, oh my god, it changed my life kind of <laughs> yeah. a thing. Um, just just real quick, if you don't mind, like yeah. I I had a similar situation where I I took I took Spanish um my sophomore and junior years of college. Uh, our requirements you had to take three semesters of a language, and I mm-hmm. took them. I had I had a, a reasonable but not like great I think first semester teacher I had a terrible professor my for my second semester, and my third semester there was a professor that was visiting from uh, uh, Malaga uh, Spain um, and uh, I that was more like that's when you get to like the conversational level and shit mm-hmm. like that and so she would teach us like you know she would she would you know she, that was the point where you're actually getting greeted in Spanish and you have to respond in Spanish like when you yeah. get to the class and things like that so. By the end of semester, uh, she was saying like, you know what, like, you, like you're you're good conversationally. You need you need to like you need to brush up on like you need to do some of the academic side of it. You need to make sure your conjugations are better. You need to make sure blah blah blah. But like, you also just need practice. Like mm-hmm. there's a, and she was saying there was a, um, I think it was a summer program in in Mexico. Uh, it, might, it might have been a one semester program instead. I'm not really sure. Um, but she was she she suggested that I should do that, and I didn't and i didn't because a i thought my family couldn't afford it um because i just mm. like we, we we didn't like have a lot of a ton of money growing up we weren't dead poor i'm not trying to like blow that up but we you know i i, I thought that but that wasn't even the biggest deal i i i, I was dating someone and i kind of like you i didn't want I, and I, I i instead of going away and being separated i decided to stay around yeah. but also like i thought that um 
I that's what I want to say is like I, I I liked being in college. Like I liked my friend groups and I liked mm. I I liked being the deuce. That's why I didn't ever really try to push going abroad either. Like I, I like like for because our junior year was the big abroad year. I think it probably yeah. you know is in most places. Um, I never even really tried to push that because I just liked being in college and like fucking around, having fun with my friend group and things like that. Like I wasn't I wasn't really pushing to expand my horizons like that, and I should have mm. been. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like I, 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 that would be a regret as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. But like I, I, I didn't take that opportunity for a variety of reasons, but mostly including like I just like to have fun with my friends, and I wanted to stay around and do that more too. And I, yeah, it's a regret. Like because I, 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 I could have really like you know I, I could have really like a I could be speaking another language now for one thing, and I could have had a whole different like avenue of me. my life op- opened up to me. Because I because I also took a cen- like, like like Central American politics uh, uh, seminar in, in my senior year of, of college. That's what I ended up like starting to study in grad school before I left it for my master's as well. And like you need to know Spanish if you're going to fucking yeah. study countries that speak Spanish, obviously. So, like, maybe that would have opened up even further avenues in my, in my life later on. Um, but, like, it's impossible to tell the time. You know what I think my, like, my actual main one would be? Please. Being financially literate. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. The, like, what a fucking lame one. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> not even being rich, but just no, yeah. being financially literate from like 18 on to actually understand how this all worked yes and to responsibly understand credit cards and responsibly (laughs) understand fucking school loans and responsibly sure i mean it sounds like it should be a part of the academic world it's but. almost like it's a predatory system that is intentionally fucking people over at a very young age oh, i so would weird. say that and also never being a girl scout <laughs> i think that was a big one for me too i feel like never being a boy scout has its own implications from a uh, abuse standpoint i don't know i don't understand the girl scout part necessarily they just like were really i ate sometimes when we were selling cookies i would get hungry <laughs> and you have to know you have to test them you had to try them out, and I would get in trouble. My biggest regret is I ate too many Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> My biggest regret is too many caramel delights. Oh, you f- heathen. Samoas. Oh, okay, never mind. We're on the same page. We're good. Yeah, I always call them Samoas, but everyone here calls them caramel delights, so I'm just trying to appease. All right, fair enough. Thin mints are overrated is all I'm saying. Oh, I fucking hate thin mints. I'm not going that far, but I think they're overrated. Tagalongs? Yeah, I fuck with tagalongs. Yeah, I f- fuck with tagalongs, but samosas <laughs> are the best. Always has been. 